1: Good morning, good evening, good night. How's everybody doing today? Um, that that intro sucked. That was low <laughs> low energy. Let's just let's let's do it again. Take two. Take two. Leaving it in, but this is now take you two. Good morning, good evening, good night. How is everybody doing out there? This is Gilmy again, and this is episode number two of Gilmy and the Fuzz. And this week we are we're talking about
0: conventions and uh if you know me and uh the history of what i do i am very familiar with conventions and i have a huge uh over 14 year history uh with said conventions so um this is kind of my world this is kind of my (laughs) environment so uh gilmy's only new to it because he just he's done his first two conventions this year so um this should be a really good
1: I i did i did three
0: Oh, yeah, you did three. You did fucking yeah. London Comic Con too. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah, I, I, yeah, because I was there.
1: <laughs> just because you were only there for uh, two and basically holding holding my hand and being like, okay, this is what's going on. This is how this works. Well, I and had I'm... to hold
0: your hand because if I didn't hold your hand, you would have <laughs> rambled on for like 20 minutes and then people wouldn't have known what the hell was going on. You know yeah, how that's... this works, Gilby. <laughs> oh,
1: God, yeah, that's kind of, kind of my thing. And also getting lost and finding. Yeah, uh listening to the Gomi Talks fan expo ex- experience guys where George Mackay almost strangled me. Um,
0: <laughs> it was funny watching him get angry at you about Jericho. Like Oh yeah. Just I watched I watched his face just go from just smiles to just like you motherfucker. I <laughs> disgust
1: disgusted what I'm I was just, saying.
0: He was just so disgusted with your opinion. I oh God, that. yeah! And, <laughs> but
1: that's the fun thing about wrestling. Everyone has an opinion, whether they're and they differ. Because personally, I think uh, Jericho is one of the best talents of all time, and George thinks he should have retired a decade ago. But that's just see. That's the the fun of actually going back and forth with that. But now back to conventions. Uh, this was Curtis's pick this week, guys, because I forced him to pick something. Let's let's all I'll be honest because I'm always picking shit.
0: (laughs) So it's funny uh, when we talk about conventions, like um, the very first convention that ever came out was back in 1832. And it was actually uh, an anti uh, Mason party uh, convention. So it was actually very political. So it's kind of funny that like conventions started off as a political thing and then it turned into a pop culture thing. And that happened more so in like the 90s. So like, oh, the whole 80s. Oh, Era yeah, they, between like eighteen thirty two and like eighteen ninety, uh, it was all political and it was mainly like anti Mason uh, national parties uh, doing protest conventions uh, against Mason order, and, and then it just like um, around like na- I would say nineteen thirty two, it started turning into pop culture and it started going into uh, different things like nerdy culture and television and things like oh, yeah, that because now over capture
1: in the seventies there were comic book shows but they were yep. very different than what conventions are now. Basically, it was retailers of comic books just went there to sell comic books, and you might have had a comic book writer or two there.
0: Well, and- the, thing, the thing is, is like conventions were just, Different in general. Like I'll give um I'll give a little bit of context because this because this kind of goes into my whole fan expo panel because I talked about furry conventions and how uh, when they first started, which they started in 1962, um, they were all just mascots. So really, it was just mascots in New York uh, and other territories within the United States. Just going into comic book shops underground and just talking about their love for anthropomorphic animals and making little fanzines and comics like you remember fanzines because this oh, yeah. is what, what conventions uh, with comic books and everything were really much like about were just independent comic book creators which now we see in artist alleys at every convention they do this all the time it's now a modern day thing like fanzines are now just a modern thing within our culture but back then it was really new and that was really what the convention was we weren't really doing conventions as furries we were just kind of meeting together um underground and it was mainly just mascot riders. so like tony the tiger and like a whole bunch and like lola like they were very mascot based but um they would go into underground, uh, comic book shops for like 20 years. And that's how they would meet with each other. And they would consider that their conventions. And it wasn't until 1989 and it was in Los Angeles, um, is when they actually made their first convention. And back then it was, like I said, it was very mascot based. So you saw like Lolo the bunny and like Tody the tiger and like fucking, uh, the fruit loops, uh, uh, Toucan Sam, Toucan um, Sam. But yeah yeah no you would uh, you would see like little mascots more in that and that didn't really change until um the late 90s early 2000s and now that's taken a whole other thing now you see they have their own their own set of conventions that I hit oh, up yeah. all the time too so it's just like and then the comic book scene turned from Uh, Like I said, the six, because much like the furry was from the 60s, just underground comic book conventions where they just go to comic book stores and they would literally just make their own fanzines. Oh, I want to make my own DC or my own Marvel superhero. And now we see that shit every, every single day.
1: And (laughs) just the growth of San Diego. I think that is absolutely amazing to see where it came from. And like, it was one of the original cons way back when, in the comic book days where they might get a writer or two or Stan Lee showed up at, at one in the eighties to. And I think once, once big well, names like Stan Lee and the bigger Marvel and DC names started hitting these things up and well, more and more people kept, kept it going.
0: Well, it's funny is so you, you think about the origins of San Diego comic-con and um, that was back all the way in like 1970 Um. And it it, back then it was just a little mini con at the Golden State Comic, like comic book store. Like it was not, it was not on the scale of what it is now. Um, And then it's like you said, once the eighties came around and they were really kicking it going, and they were actually got into uh, arenas. You started getting people like Stan Lee, and like now, San Diego Comic Con is like the mecca uh, of what we do. Um, It's pretty much every content creator, every comic book creator, every artist, every um, every big nerd's dream to be a part of San Diego Comic-Con in any sense, even as a fan. Um, I think any of us who've gone to conventions or read a comic or anything, we've all dreamt about going to San Diego Comic-Con at one point.
1: Yeah, and there's also uh, once Kevin, I find this very odd. Once Kevin Smith started going to the cons to promote his movies. Because he was a comic book guy. And he's like, how come no one's promoting here? Nobody's doing their thing here. And just seeing him grow from basically just a director shilling his movies to the king of conventions now. Because wherever Kevin Smith goes, you're getting people follow him and watch his podcasts and his live shows. And it's an event when he shows up at one of these cons now. Like just and well, I would it's, say he's actually bigger now as a the king of the cons and the podcaster than he really was as a director.
0: Well, I and, mean, like look at him and Jay Muse, they tour all the time, like oh, yeah. even to the point they just set up a, a shitty little movies. Uh, pop up stand from time to time and just sell burgers, and mm-hmm. they're successful just doing that. Um, I would completely agree. I think the whole at mentality of, um, comic like conventions and just what uh, for Kevin Smith it really changed him as a content creator. Because yeah, I even agree with you. I find his podcasts and his interviews and just things that he does off of movies more entertaining than he is on the movies and i love them in movies i love oh, yeah. jay inside of the
1: box like uh i still haven't seen clerks three three yet because I'm neither by i'm trying to find the blu-ray to actually buy it that's why i know i can easily stream it i can easily pir- pirate pirate yeah, it I want, but i, I want a physical i don't i i don't illegally do anything with kevin smith stuff i just don't I know. I, I, I never will.
0: I know the feel. I have Clerks one and two on DVD and VHS. I mm-hmm. need Clerks three physical. Like that's oh, yeah. just, I need it. Like <laughs> I, I agree with you. I really want that movie on on Blu-ray just because, just just for the sake of owning it physically. Oh. Um, and I, I know think...
1: I, I know it went got out this week, but I just got to make it down to Cinema One at White Oaks Mall because. That's one of the or maybe a Jumbo 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 video even in uh, London. and just Well, let,
0: let me know pick, if you find it. it. Let oh, me yeah. know if you find it and I'll transfer you money so you can grab me a copy because I need that.
1: Yeah, I think if it'll I be Jumbo it. uh, Jumbo. It'll be a Jumbo, Jumbo. Uh, video video pickup because they have everything there. And Jum- yes, Jumbo. guys, in London, on Ontario, we still have a Jumbo video open.
0: <laughs> and there's one in Belleville, too. There's two. There's two uh, Jumbo videos left in the world and yep. if you know if you're Canadian and you know about jumbo video it's still just as amazing as it was back then but now they have coffee selections, so I it's like you. oh so and
1: <laughs> they have coffee selections and I always pick up a bag of the caramel corn And
0: yeah there remember when remember when um <laughs> rental stores had the little stupid little popcorn machines. Jumbo Video still has that. Yes, they so do. So it's very nostalgic walking into the place because of it.
1: And just walking in, um, it still has that smell. Yeah, it's
0: yeah, just... it does.
1: And for the guys who remember Blockbuster, once you walk...
0: Then we're talking like about the all-day blockbuster. Yes. We're talking about like 2003, 2000, 1998. Like when you walked in, and it smelled like movie-style popcorn. Walking into the yep. damn building,
1: it <laughs> smelled like popcorn and plastic. It's yeah, yeah, no, it was straight up
0: Pla- popcorn and plastic. And then on Friday nights, you had a little bit of mix of ass in there because you had like 20 people in there sweating their oh, God. their heads off and in a small little just... building.
1: My f- my favorite was. When you were just walking around waiting to see if somebody dropped that movie back off here for you. Yeah. So you hung out for like an hour, just kill, oh God. killing time with like three other movies waiting, in for your the hand dr- going-
0: waiting for the drop box and then being an right. asshole and like going to the cart and seeing that they haven't put back the movies, but they're still in fucking their inventory again. So you're just being a little shit just going like, is my movie in here? And then you see yep. it like, yes, and you just grab it off the shelf and then the fucking employee looks at you like what are you doing? You, what are you doing? I'm like, well, you took forever and I want to rent this. So yep. Man, <laughs> I don't want to
1: be here for like another hour.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but
1: back to conventions.
0: Yes. So um, I, I
1: one thing I do want to ask you, because yes. we can do an entire show on Kev Smith. We can do an entire series on him. Let's get away from Kev Smith for a second. And I want yeah. to ask you the one question do you remember your first convention?
0: Yes, I do actually. So, um, we're going back like 14, 15 years now. Yep. So yeah, you're (laughs) old. about 2012, 2013. Um, Fan Expo Canada was actually my very, very first convention. So that's why Toronto uh, Fan Expo holds a very near and dear place to my heart. Much like Anime North, because Anime North was my second convention. Um, But I remember going to Fan Expo, and I... Actually, no, no, no. Fan Expo wasn't my first. Actually, Anime North was my first convention. Fan Expo was my second convention that year. I went to the same one. So Anime North 2013 was my very first convention. And I remember being um, nervous as shit because I was I was a very socially awkward kid and I hated crowds. Yep. So you're, you're taking me out of my comfort zone right away, bringing me into a convention. But I always wanted to do it because all my friends always went to anime north for like four years before that every single year and always made me jealous i'm like i i want to do it i want to go out um but i was nervous as fuck so um i borrowed someone's one of my friends fucking bleach cosplays i didn't even know who the hell i was fucking dressed up as that's the thing i didn't even know this anime i was dressed as i just wanted to be I just wanted to fucking fit in. <laughs> yeah. So I, I dressed up and there was a whole bunch of people that'd be like, oh my God, this name and everything. I'm like, yeah, I thumbs I, up, I, thanks. Yeah, basically thumbs <laughs> up. I got I got taught like two poses to do, and that was basically it. That's all I knew about mm-hmm. the characters. So um but I remember just having such a great time with it and just loving um the environment and just how it was like now let's 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 talk about what anime north 2013 was like back then because it was not on the scale of anime north that it is now it was the same building but it was only one side of that building so it was just the dealer's room and maybe just a little part of the second side of the building but most of that building on the second side was like empty they actually used that second side as a dance floor so that was actually where the panels were and everything so um (laughs) yes anime north was much different back then um But I remember having just such a great time because I just loved the culture. I was around basically my people. And um, I bought so much fucking stuff that that weekend. So I was just like, okay, I see why my friends love this. I want to keep keep doing this, even though it's really hard for me because of my anxieties and everything. But I'm going to do it. So I went to Fan Expo, which was my second convention. And that's actually where Gumby started because I actually used Gumby as a way to... Uh, hide from crowds because I knew the character. Like I grew up with Gumby. I loved Gumby. Um, I I loved the suit, but um, it was, yeah, though that, that that was when I first donned the Gumby suit and I used it as a way to hide from people, but I had such a great time and it actually helped me break my uh, anxieties because it forced me to interact with people. Oh yeah. That makes sense.
1: Walking around with you at a at a con, you could. You're very comfortable.
0: <laughs> yeah, you
1: have no issues in in crowds anymore. You have no anything with anybody now. Uh, saw you do fuzz 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 buttons in at multiple events, and people just walking up, going, "Hey, hey, I get a, I, I get a photo or oh, what's going on? Da 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 da," and.
0: I want to I correct myself, though. Um, yeah. Actually, I, I st- the, the date was wrong. It's not 2012. It's actually 2009. So okay. my, my shit goes further back. So yeah, <laughs> Anime North 2009 and Fan Expo 2009. So much different than it was. Like Even for Fan Expo 2009, you had to go from the North Building all the way around to the South Building. There was no two entrances Um, you could get through the south building by getting your ticket the first time but if you're coming back the second day you have to actually go from the north side and take the bridge and go all the way across to the second side
1: because i got lost at fan expo a few times and it is just absolutely huge
0: oh bro be lucky now it's it's not like it was back then because if you had to do what you had to do in 2009 you had to go all the way to the north side and then you would have to walk through all the crowds and everything get across the bridge and go all right. the way around to the other side of the building, go down the escalator, just to where you were for that entrance. Yeah. So there was another like additional 20 minutes of walking just to get where you were for the VIP entrance.
1: And I may <laughs> have uh, cut some corners, broke some rules walking around there this, this year, but
0: Oh, everyone yeah. does it all the time. Oh, I, God, I yeah. even cut some corners and broke some rules for Reanime north, too, because sometimes because this year was just unorganized yeah. and they didn't know what the hell they were doing. So I kind of took liberties in my into my own hands. But I had to because if I didn't, I would have missed some of my panels with you guys. So oh, yeah. it just it, and it's it, like,
1: it, hey, I need in this building. Oh, well, everyone has to go through here. No, I'm a panelist. I need to get into the building at by this time oh well we can't let anyone cut cut in line i'm like okay is there a vip entrance oh no only one entrance i'm like okay so this is not going to work out well
0: <laughs> so yeah my 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 history of conventions goes all the way back to 2009 anime north and oh, yeah. fan expo and it has been uh, a crazy ride to say the least oh, yeah. since because then you have <laughs> So many convention
1: stories we don't even know where to begin. but how was it actually being a panelist now?
0: Okay, so um overwhelming and yeah. a little bit a um, little bit hectic because I was not I was clearly not prepared and over my head on a lot of it and I, I was very uh, thankful. That both panels I did for uh Anthro 101 and also OIW uh were both successful because I was pretty much shitting myself the whole time. Oh, yeah, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so um we'll talk about like my anime north panel first. So I, I took over my friend's panel because she was sick and um, it was essentially the same guidelines of my panel, just slightly different. Had some anime thing into it. Uh, I didn't really like it, and I kind of took it over and made it my own. That's why me and Z are not really the greatest of friends anymore. But you know, whatever. Um, yeah. That is where it is. Um, make a better panel. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I, it was it was overwhelming because it was a goal that I wanted to do for thirteen years of doing conventions. I, um. I wanted to do something with Gumby and panels, but I knew there was just no possibility. I don't own Gumby. I can't advertise. Like I could call myself Ontario Gumby and be a parody character, but I can only do so much. Um, So I never had anything um, original of my own to uh, really give a a formative panel or I just felt like I didn't have anything to really give um, that would be worth a convention's time for a panel. And it, it really, it really wasn't until fuzz buttons, uh, when, uh, I actually like things started taking off with me. So, um, yeah. I don't know. It was just my, my it's a mix of my personality uh just how real i am because there's no distinction between me and fuzz what me and fuzz is is me and fuzz like <laughs> um curtis is fuzz uh fuzz is just a more toned up version of curtis uh so um that gave me something to cling on to that gave me something uh that i could uh give back to which was uh furry yoga and uh teaching people my fandom. Um, So until I had that, I really didn't have um, a niche per se, or something that I felt like could give something back to a convention that would make a convention go, oh, that's super beneficial for our convention. So um, furry Yoga and that Anthro 101 panel and just Fuzz in general really gave me an outlet to do more than all my dreams that I wanted to do at conventions. And also you as well, because um, OIW was just such a big opportunity uh, for myself and just for so many others that are a part of that network that um, you gave me that jump to uh, do more with conventions and, and, Really pushed me for doing podcasting, which was always a goal of mine to do. And now I literally live in the thick of it every day. I record like three or four podcasts a week, and I never thought I was going to be like that. But that's here we are now. I I, I literally I literally yeah. talk at like twice a week for two hours with uh someone from from Florida and another person from Texas, and I fucking love it so much because literally we we are the most ridiculous bunch together. And it's like two hours of my day uh, throughout the week that I just, I really look forward to because I love talking shit to JMB and I love fucking like shooting the shit with Charlie. And like, it's just, it's, it's fun to me. Um, I love doing, and even, us like this uh me and the fuzz thing. I oh, yeah. I I love talking with you. Like this <laughs> is just it's fun to me. Uh, I get to I get to I get to go out of my bubble and out of my world for like an hour or two. And oh, I just get to go have a conversation.
1: It's it's just fun. Yeah. See a thing. And that's why I think people continue listening to my show. I'm at 270 80 episodes around there now. And it's from where I started out as that shy guy who felt like he was bothering people to running a podcast network and going figuring out sponsorship deals and all this craziness that has now become my life. And you know how it, how insane it is to say, you know what, I'm going to start a podcasting network. Let's get some like-minded people together to... Grow all of our shows together.
0: See, it's funny, is now you're discovering what I discovered a long time ago, and it's just the power of conventions and how much it can actually just change your world. Oh, um, yeah. Me jumping into this world 13 years ago, uh, never thought I'd be where I was. Now, and I never thought I'd be in such a thick of it. I didn't think I would be fucking contacting conventions and being, and asking to be a part of conventions, but here we are now. There's so many things that we have in the works that I just never even thought would even be oh, yeah. in the 20, realm of possibility.
1: Like 2023 is going to be huge. Yeah. And we can't talk publicly about what's going on, but we're hit, going to hit a lot more spots in 2023. <sighs> and we're I, like, we're all already, in conversations with cons literally all over the continent all over over the world we're in conversations
0: about running our own damn convention in 2024 that's that's the thing is like we we literally um like i when i say i love conventions and i'm literally in the thick of that world i literally am in the thick of that world um i may be running low just little dance parties up in toronto which i got one this saturday december 17th come out if you guys are interested uh should be a fun time 10 till 10 till 2 a.m so 10 p.m till 2 a.m at the Hard Luck bar um in downtown toronto real fun time come come see it but uh uh that's really just the start of it um for me being a promoter and just kind of just learning now the ins and outs and how to run an event myself because I want to eventually get to the point where I can take that risk. And I want to run my own convention because like, I love this world and I want to get into the thick of it. And it's always been my dream to run my own convention. Um, And it's not just because I want my fucking name on something or there's not even like an ego thing with it. It's just as simple a matter is just, I love this world so much And I want to give back to it as much as I can. And to be able to just run a convention, even if it was just a one-day thing to start off with and then it turns into a weekend, um, the amount of connections me and you have made over the years, the amount of um, friendships and collaborations I've made over the 13 years in conventions, I know I can do it. Oh, and and I know
1: I can easily get 20 20 tables between artists and celebrities and... That kind of a kind of it kind of stuff. And even oh, artists,
0: I artist alley, I can fill. Like oh, I yeah. got I can I got like 50 or 60 artists I can have on standby. So I mean, but like this was something that I've always planned on doing. And you personally with OIW and just everything that we've been pushing and with the conventions and everything, you given me that outlet to actually shoot for it. And <laughs> I got a team, and I got I got. I, I've been piecing everything together. I can't wait to talk about it. It's probably not even going to be announced to like near the end of 2023. But I can say I do have a location. Yeah. I do have the guests. I do have everything in place. It's just a matter of when. And
1: Isn't it I, uh, absolutely crazy that we're like, we had to have a meeting and book our next year like yeah. what we can and can't do? Like that's that, that's insane. It just and it's because of these conventions that's welcoming welcoming us there like um like it's just craziness that and even bringing my kids to conventions and having that kind of a kind of a stuff even though one of them spent way too much money
0: um <laughs> I still love I still love that he was trying to cover up how much he spent and I was like oh uh-huh. yeah I don't think you're going to be able to, to hide that.
1: Yeah. Um, I think your dad is not. He kind of knows how much this stuff goes for here. I think uh, I think
0: your dad's going to notice $300 missing on a jacket. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and they brought that up last night again. Uh, it was a little birthday, birthday celebration last, day, last night, and they brought up the jacket again. And I'm like... Do you like it? Yeah. Did you learn from it? Yeah. Okay, then. We're going to move on. It. We're moving on. Okay, no. but what about... I'm like, no, we're, we're going to move on from this. Just, and the coolest thing was, for me was the probably the London one where my wife sat there pretty much with a big smile on her face the entire time, just staring at me, going like, he's doing his thing. He's so happy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep it's only going to get better for uh for 2024 because like we were super busy around 2023 2022 my friend like 2023 we're it's just going to be crazy hectic like guys we're we can't say what we're doing but i know like our list Had over at least like 60 or 80 conventions, and there's no fucking way we're doing 60 or 80 conventions in a goddamn year. It just
1: because, (laughs) and these are the people we're actually talking to, guys. It's just so if you want to see us, it's going to be 2023. We're going to be literally everywhere. That's the goal. And we're just having fun with conventions right there now. It's we're getting the word out about OIW and everything else we do and back to the anime north convention we were we had a spot then we were canceled then we had another spot then we were canceled again and then we were somehow i pivoted and and convinced them to give us a chance about this so they put us with the the anime the the anime area and we we did a panel on Japanese wrestling that we literally put pulled together out in, our ass. in in 48 hours.
0: Yeah, we 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 literally we we pulled that we pulled that uh, panel out of our ass. I'm gonna be quite honest with you. Oh yeah, um, and there was we, no uh, preparation in that one. <laughs> yeah, and then we got a. Uh,
1: Thanks, thank, thank! thank I, I'm just gonna say thank Tom, Tom for all all the actual research he did and helped me out there.
0: Yeah, seriously. Uh, without that, we would have been so screwed. <laughs> oh, uh, <yeah>. um- <laughs> because my co-host for talking with Tom is a human
1: encyclopedia of professional wrestling. <sighs> but and yeah, he even got got stuff stuff for us from like the 1800s and. All the photos we had were directly from Tom. (laughs) And I'm so excited. Yeah.
0: I'm so excited to go back to Anime North next year and just do it again, but do it better. Oh, uh, without that nerves of doing it for the first time. Like I'm so excited to basically make my first panel at Anime North look like a joke in comparison (laughs) to my second panel. I'm just I'm looking really forward to it. And people
1: (laughs) are going the odd And we pulled in some pretty big audiences for panels, which is
0: oh man, my 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 guys, my anthro panel in um, on uh, at Anime North was a sellout. I had to kick people out. Mm -hmm. Like legitimately, I had to kick like 13 people out and I'm sorry for the 13 people I had to kick out. I really didn't want to, but COVID was a bitch back then and uh, they would not allow people to stand uh, Mm -hmm. on the wall. So, yeah, I had to kick out at least 13 people and that was I felt so bad about it because I was like,
1: oh, no. And there's always next year.
0: Yeah, next year, I'm hoping I'm shooting for a bigger room for that kind of panel because mm-hmm. I had so many people from there. And I, in fact, and I'm going to be saying, I had to kick 13 people out. Can I get yeah. a better room this year? Because, like, I, yeah. I, I don't want to kick people out this year. Oh, um, just,
1: so I think my favorite line of the entire day hey, why are these guys all re- lined up here? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember uh, I remember my anthro panel going around the corner and seeing how many people lined up were lined up for mine. I was like shitting myself. I was like, oh, fuck. No, I'm the only one here. Oh, no.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like, it's like, oh, uh, where is the rest so you, of everybody?
0: You, can, you? You can imagine. You can imagine how you felt. With, mm-hmm. with two other co-hosts now take myself the day before with my anthro panel i was the fucking only one i was texting brian i'm like uh can you come back here and back me up i'm like the only one fucking here and there's like a whole room of people and i don't know what the fuck to do oh
1: yeah <laughs> so and well i'm going to wrap this up right here because we're going to talk more more conventions yes, we're going to yes. talk more about panels. we're going to talk about more what we're
0: look, we're look, doing we we could talk all day and all night about panels and conventions what we want to do what we're going to do but here's where the gist of it and where it comes down to you want OIW Podcast Network at your convention you want them at your event you want them at your goddamn wrestling show or anything you want to give us a table you want to give us a shot message us you can message myself or you can message Gilme we will get back to you and we, or go on to the OIW Podcast Network channel you can find all the links to the to the places that you need to contact us if you like Anthro 101 stuff you like anthropomorphic animals and you like dance parties and furry yoga and doing getting some exercise and having so much benefit and entertainment uh you can contact Possum flus at the at gmail.com and we will come to you because we both at parent possum and oiw we want to go everywhere and we're gonna go everywhere and that's just the gist of it we want to we want to come to you so you if you liked anything that you heard on this 45 minute episode or like seriously um Message us. Message OIW. Message Possum Flues. We'll come to you. We'll give you the greatest panels, the greatest shows, the greatest entertainment, the greatest time, the greatest personalities. You'll love us. You'll want us back again. Trust us.
1: Because we always have fun wherever we go.
0: Join us. Yeah.
1: And whether you are a wrestling fan or as my show is, if you just like to talk, man, we always have a good time wherever we go.
0: Exactly. So, like I said, you like what you heard out of both me and Gilmy's mouth hole through for this forty minutes conversation. Um, Message us OIW Podcast Network Possum Flus. Uh, or you can message Gilme um, at Gilmy Talks or, at, or myself at Fuzz Cabot on everything. And we will get back to you right away because we want to come to you. We want to do as many things as we can this year. Make this our jobs, guys. That's what we want.
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's it. We want to do this full time. All right. Once again, thank you very, very much for for coming on Fuzz.
0: No problem. Thank you.
1: And we'll do this again in yeah a monthish
0: <laughs> yeah that's that, that, that's generally how it goes we're yep. we're we're a bi-monthly monthish kind of uh kind of podcast but you know you guys know how it is we're we're busy we're busy yep. you you want to hear more from us go go listen to where is my mind go listen to gilmy talks go listen to wrestle rage it's all on oiw podcast network uh yes, oiw is. podcast network. Yeah. or youtube.com at oiw podcast network you got to get your plug game on more man because every time oh, i, I, I come out here i'm, I'm I'm the one that's blasting this <laughs> shit. It just comes natural. Like, seriously, like, you, you got to be a salesman all the time. Uh, I, on.
1: I, I, I know that. I'll be honest. <laughs> Today, I'm just tired. <laughs> that's about it. All right.
0: All right. You guys take care. Thank you for listening to uh, Me and the Fuzz. We'll be back for episode three next month. I yep. don't know what episode it will be about, but uh yeah. Something. You take care of Fuzzy Butts.
1: Yep. Bye, guys.